nothing worse than having a dispute with anyone. But with your landlord or tenant about your shelter, your hard-earned money, or your investment, it can be soul-destroying. Knowing you're in limbo waiting on VCAT to issue you a hearing date not only prolongs the process, but can be detrimental to your relationships and finances. Today, we're going to find out what alternatives there are to VCAT when you have a rental dispute. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Real Copyright brings the right buyers and tenants to your door through strategically written copy that gives buyers and tenants the emotional pull, the factual clarity and the warm and gooey feeling that they just want to live there. If you want exciting copy to attract the right people, contact Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au or on 5977-8889 to find out more. Leah Callanan is the Director of Metro Property Management. She was elected to the REIV Board in 2014 and has served as REIV President for two terms, 2019 through to 2021 and is currently the Vice President of the REIV. Leah's experience encompasses more than 28 years in the property industry and is an industry training facilitator in the property management sector, developing the next generation of property managers. So welcome, Leah. How are you today? I'm really good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming into our studios. Now, um... I'm hearing varying reports on the rental market at the moment in regards to vacancies, the overseas student market not rushing back, and rental prices going up. So what's your take? Yeah, there's certainly a lot happening, Mm. Um, and it's been a long time coming to a degree. Obviously, we've had two years of COVID and and all the challenges that came with that. But um, So if you think about, if you kind of break it into a couple of different segments, the CBD market is Mm. starting to return. Mm. Uh, We're definitely seeing uh, an an increase in the return of students, but it's a slow increase. Yes. Um, we are seeing some rent increases still mm-hmm. in the CBD and, you know, pushing out to, say, your Brunswick's and your Collingwood's and yeah. your Carlton's. Then if you go out to the next ring, you know, it's getting tighter. Yes. And lots of activity and lots of applications. Yeah. And then out further to where, you know, in the Somervilles and the um, Pakenham's and, yeah. you know, your Michelin's and your Sunbury's, yeah. there's even more activity and really, really substantial rent increases. But what I find is really interesting at the moment, there seems to be a pattern of migration coming back from Queensland to Victoria. Yes, I've noticed that too. That we're seeing on applications. And I'm mm. like, hmm, there's another one this week and another oh, one. They're sick of the rain, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to bring it all back down here. That's right. Well, too much sunshine, maybe. <laughs> maybe. All that sort of stuff. Um, one thing I've heard about the overseas student market is that, obviously, we opened our doors when university started. Mm. So most of them were like, well, we're not going to rush back and, you know, start their, our uni degree, what they generally do is they come back halfway through the yeah, year, year. Yeah. and then and learn then, English yeah. for six months mm-hmm. and then start their course. Yeah. So while some vacancies will keep going for the next 
probably a month or so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's we should see that change. level of increase start in those mid-year takes, those yeah. returns starting to happen. Yeah. Um, there is definitely an increase, but, you know, when we say there's an increase in activity, we were coming from a zero yeah. baseline. Mm. So an increase of even 10 20% is a substantial increase, particularly for those CBD oh, yeah. investors. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, if you think about some of the properties where they might have been achieving $400 a week, yeah. you know, now they've gone back, to tenants maybe secured a bargain at $300 and mm. those tenants have now got vacated, we are seeing an increase back to those Original high threes, you know, yeah. low fours, which, yeah. is, which is great. Which is great for, yeah, yeah. the investors, especially with interest rates going up. Yes, so that, yeah, that's going to be another challenge. I think you'll see those investors that have been, oh no, we're not going to increase, we're not going to increase. All of a sudden they're like, we need to increase. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a watch this space, that one. It is, definitely. Now, getting into the topic of the day, which is what alternatives are there to VCAT when you have a rental dispute? Mm. Now, tell us about the VCAT system and what renters and rental providers, aka tenants and landlords, are struggling with when it comes to getting their disputes resolved? Yeah, so, you know, with the pandemic, VCAT's no different to a lot of other businesses. You know, they had to convert to an online system, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they just didn't have the technology or or the people power. Mm -hmm. You know, they lost, I think, if I go back, about 15% of their members. So there was a lot of stress that obviously was created there. Yes. but there was a, almost came to a halt back in, say, about March, April 2020. Mm. Applications for things like your bonds and your bond compensations just stopped. Yeah. So a lot of those are still pending. Okay. But finally what they've seen, and they've had interstate landlord or interstate party legislation that they've had to work through as well, but what we're now starting to see is they've introduced a dispute resolution process. Mm-hmm. So what they're trying to do is they've got a second team outside of the VCAT hub as such and it's led by a senior member and they're working through and looking at applications where maybe there are straight rent arrears and they can be um, resolved through a straight dispute resolution Mm -hmm. or maybe there are a bond and compensation that's a really simple one that you can you have to actually make submissions in order to have the matters resolved so it it is slowly chipping away on um, those outstanding hearings but Mm. it's still it's probably still a good six months from resolution yeah which is you know if you didn't quite listen to the uh the start of what i you know the introduction of this podcast but you know basically you know being in limbo waiting Mm. um it can, hard. It's hard for everybody. It's detrimental to your relationships and your finances because yeah. it, it, it's a struggle for, for a lot of people. Yeah, um, Knowing absolutely. that they may have two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 sitting in a rental bond authority yeah. um, when they could be using that for a part of deposit for a house. Yeah, or, that's right. Um, and the other part of it has been that for, you know, owners where there might have been, you know, a, a delinquent tenant and yeah. say you've got a $2,500 bond, and they've had to do cleaning and repairs, those owners have had to pay all those costs now with the anticipation that they're going to get those funds back. But, you know, it's over two years for some clients. Mm. So it's a long time, and it might not sound a lot of money, but it is for a lot of people for them to be able to say, well, I'm out of pocket here and I hope that I'm going to get it back through the VCAT system. Yeah. Now, so what cases are VCAT prioritising at the moment? 
Yeah, so with the the standard, you know, the most common application that goes to VCAT is your rentaries. Yeah. So rentaries and possession, and now that they've introduced the five-strike process, which is a little bit more complicated for property managers and yeah. owners to understand, but that is on their priority list. Okay. Unfortunately, priority is that it's number one, yeah. but from a timing point of view of when you'll get a hearing, it's potentially somewhere between 12 and 16 weeks away. Wow. So, you know, that creates a challenge. Um, so I think one of the emphasis that, you know, I know I have in my own team is if you, when you can make your application to VCAT, make the application because you've got to get in the line. Because yeah. if you think, oh, I'll just wait another week or no, wait, wait another two weeks, mm. you're already then two weeks behind, which might have been another 50 applications that might have come in. Mm. So you need to get in and, and make sure you're in the, in the line. I'm hearing that's with passports at the moment too. Uh, I think it's with everything. <laughs> you know, it's with tr- it's with trades, it's yeah. with works, it's with um, – I know we're updating our phone system at the office and mm. we've been waiting, I think, five, six months. Wow. So it's with everything. Yeah, it is. I think we've just become used to it now. Mm. Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a tricky uh, a time. Like, obviously, we're post-COVID, we're post-everything, but we're just um, – it's the aftermath. It's, it's the aftermath. It's yeah. going to be a long aftermath. I think. Yeah, and even things as simple as routine inspections. Yeah. You know, we were doing routine inspections remotely and that was great. And I think you'll see a lot of businesses see that they'll implement a, a virtual routine inspection and a physical routine inspection yeah. rather than doing two physical routine inspections. Mm-hmm. But the backlog of those things, mm-hmm. you know, it might, be, it might sound great to say, okay, we'll just go out and do all of our routine inspections. But mm-hmm. if you've got a rent roll of a 1,000 properties and you do a 1,000 routines in two-month period, in six months' time, you've got another 1,000 routines to do. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's about that planning and working out how you're going to make it work long yeah. term. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, you've touched on this a little bit, but how long can it be before your case gets heard through VCAT? So say it's not rent arrears, mm. maybe it's your bond. Yeah, so bonds, you know, we're still still waiting on hearings or mm. yeah, hearings from applications that were made mid-2020. Um, I did see one mm. come through my office earlier this week, which was a straight bond retention, yeah. um, which is probably about 18 months ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's really important for people to try and negotiate in disputes at the moment because once you go into the system, and we joke to say you probably won't get a hearing before Christmas. Yeah. But it's probably true. true. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're far better off to try and negotiate an outcome. Um, and, and you do find that if you try and settle it in a non-confrontational way, yeah. um, particularly if all of the, say, there's rent arrears exceed the bond, you will find that most people will sign it over so they can kind of go tick off down yeah. with that and I'm, I'm moving on there. So the rent arrears that we're talking about, which are considered the priorities, they're the ones of people who have moved out, not people who are currently living in the place. No, so um, no, so they're ones solely still living in the place. Yeah. The rent arrears where people have moved out, they would fall under a bond claim. Okay. And they're somewhere in the system. Yeah. Waiting. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Now, the point of this podcast is the alternatives. So what alternatives are there to come up with a solution that you don't need to go through big gap? Yeah, look, negotiation is certainly the key. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and not all cases can be negotiated. I understand that. Mm. And often I hear property managers say, I never go to VCAT. And that's not necessarily a 
good thing, mm. I think, as a, you know, from being a property manager for a long time. Sometimes VCAT is a better solution yeah. than, a dis- than going trying to resolve it um, yeah. individually. But, you know, looking at your situation, looking at, you know, what actually is the claim? You know, mm. rentaries is one of those ones where they should be handing over the 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 costs for those, whether it's coming out of the bond or paying it up front. Mm. Um, but sometimes, you know, for the sake of making a claim for $200 that you know you're going to be in the system for the next, you know, 12 months, yeah. is it worth it? Yeah. And then, you know, we see that all of the additional services that property managers have had to implement over the last 12 months with the new legislation, mm. you know, there's a whole lot of additional costs that owners now have to understand and have to wear. Mm. So if you've got a claim for $200 for, say... I don't know, maybe, you know, damaged wall, mm. but the cost to go to VCAT is, you know, $250. Yeah. It's not worth it. No. So you've got to be a little bit commercial in it as well. Yes. But for some reason, VCAT has a very emotive aspect to it. Yeah. That people lose commercial common sense. Yes. And it's just like, well, I want that $100 and I don't care. Yeah. It's um, my principle. Yeah, it is out of principle. <laughs> Absolutely. But sometimes it's just not worth the argument. Yeah. Um, and again, understanding depreciation and how that works for yeah. your paint and your carpet, because you don't want to wait 12, 18, two years yeah. and then find that your application is dismissed because you've got no depreciation because the property was last painted 15 years ago yeah. and you're not entitled to anything. Yeah. I, I think that's unfair for the renter yes. to have gone through that when the owner's potentially being unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So are there professional mediation sort of services for these sort of things? Um, look, there are. So under the new dispute resolution that BCAT have set up, mm. they are um, trained mediators. Okay. So for those cases that are in the system and they're they're a little bit more complicated, what they're doing is they're contacting both parties and mm-hmm. saying provide a submission on what you're claiming. So effectively what you would um, provide to VCAT if you're presenting at a court. Yeah. Um, provide all the information, your your evidence, your photos, your invoices, all those sort of things, and then they're making the assessment and then coming back and trying to mediate between the two parties. Yeah. Um, and we are having some resolutions come through, which is great. Yes. There are certainly some where you just cannot resolve because mm. both parties are so far apart. Mm. Um, but there is that professional mediation aspect that's happening through the VCAT system. Yeah. And I think also there's an expectation for those smaller claims that a property manager should be able to mediate. Themselves. Yeah, to yeah. a degree. But again, yeah. you've got to put some commercial perspective on it. Into as well. Yeah, because the reality is the property manager is working for the, the owner. Of, the owner, yeah, that's right. the landlord. Yeah. So, you know, they may... The, the tenant may see them as being a bit biased mm. because of that. Yeah. Um, I think the, the old, you know, I say the older, I should say older, <laughs> more experienced property managers, yeah. you you can see what's fair and reasonable. Yes. And sometimes you actually have to say to a client, I just don't think this is right. Yeah. Or, um, you know, if we go to VCAT, this is what the outcome is going to be. Mm. Um, but then the other part of it at the moment is because they've now introduced this interstate party legislation, which mm. goes through the magistrate's court, if you've got an owner that's interstate, yes. then your dispute resolution is going through the magistrate's court before a judge. Wow. So it's a lot harder. It's a, it's a more much expensive. more formal. No, the costs are the oh, okay. same because the VCAT sits under the or within the magistrate's court. Yeah. But you've got to be really experienced to argue before yes. a judge <laughs> versus arguing before a VCAT member. Yeah, because property managers don't have um, 
legal experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's all those different things that are now being thrown at property yeah. managers at the moment. Yeah. So, okay, do you want to explain to us the magistrate's court side of things? So in terms of is that just purely for that interstate owner mm. with a Yeah, so property? if you've got a, a, a party, so it's either tenant owner, a party yeah. that resides interstate, so most occasions it's going to be the owner resides yeah. interstate. So effectively interstate excluding a territory. So if they live in Canberra, it goes through the VCAT system. Yeah. If they live in Northern Territory, it goes through the VCAT system. If they live in I live overseas, it goes through the VCAT system. Okay. If they live anywhere else, it goes through the magistrate's court. Yeah. Um, and you, yeah, as I said, you present before a judge, but mm. the time frames are very different. The paperwork's very different, yeah. and you'll get a hearing within you know, about thirty days. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, versus your long wait through your VCAT system. Yeah. Mm. How does a tenant know if their landlord yeah, great is over interstate? Yeah, and that's that's going to be something that we're going to have to. It's going to be a bit of a watch and see because. Yeah. They're not going to know. And I anticipate what we'll probably see, there'll be a requirement for a disclosure yes. of where the owner resides. You know, not the suburb, for yeah. example, but the state. state. Um, because that's, you know, in some of the training that I've been doing of late, I've had to really emphasise to property managers, whilst this is great from a property managers and we're getting through cases, yes. you have to be prepared that you could be the respondent in the magistrate's court arguing why the owner hasn't completed urgent repairs or mm. why compensation isn't applicable for a tenant, again, before a judge. Yes. Um, and it's, it is definitely it's a different place and you yeah. need to understand legislation yeah. and, and to be able to create argument. Yeah. Yes. Get your legal hat on. That's right. And just one more task to, to add yeah. to the property manager hat. Yeah, because... We didn't have enough already. No, yeah, I know. And oh, I've always thought that property management is the most thankless job, but at the same time, it's very rewarding because you create relationships and you mm. create, um, you know, just help people in their journeys, if it's their investment journey or if it's just... It's shelter. a really powerful relationship with yeah. a property manager yeah. and it's underrated and, and undervalued probably because of yes. the way that the fee structure works. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's there's almost no understanding from an owner between somebody who's been in the role for three years versus somebody who's been in the role 30 years because yeah. the life experience a, is obviously substantially oh. different but the yeah. understanding of legislation is even more a difference mm. so you know it's almost like a bit like the lawyer aspect if yeah. you want a junior lawyer you pay x amount if you want a senior lawyer you pay yeah. x amount yeah. i'd like to see something like that happen so what type of cases are being settled through mediation versus or the the new vcat dispute system um and the magistrates court so so through the the vcat dispute system it's solely bonds okay so bond claims, yeah. where so there's a dispute between owner and, and tenant, and you yeah. can hear I still say the old owner and tenant, RRP and renter, <laughs> um, and compensation yes, as well. So either a bond or bond and compensation. So they're solely in that sort of bracket. So compensation would be the hot water system blew and couldn't contact anybody, so I just went off and... Um, yeah, something or, or compensation could be that the rent arrears exceed the bond amount. So the bond might okay. have been $2,000 and the rent arrears owing is $5,000. Oh, so okay. there's still a lot of those situations. You know, I had an eviction last week where the tenant owes $10,500. Oh, 
um, yeah, she just didn't stop. Stop. She lived there, but she was happy to stay there. That was lovely of her, but yeah. didn't pay any rent since November last year. Yeah. Um, so those cases are still coming through. So that would be a compensation claim. Yeah. Because whilst the bond is about two thousand dollars, we now have to make a claim for the other eight and a half thousand dollars for us to be able to, you know, register that and potentially go through debt collectors or through insurance. So there's a there's a few different things happening there. Yeah. And then from the magistrates court, that's kind of working very smoothly. So anything on renteries, um, bond claims, compensation are flowing through there pretty well because yeah. that piece of legislation only commenced in, on the 29th of November last year. Yeah. So it's still a new piece of legislation, so property managers and owners are still finding their feet there. Yeah. But um, there's no backlog. Yeah. Which is an advantage. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Now, after the break, we will come back with more from Leah Kalman from Metro Property, which we will find out how much these alternatives can cost. You're listening to Real Estate Right, and I'm your host, Sue Langada, and I'm talking with the lovely Leah Kalman, who is the Vice President of the RAIV, as well as Director of Metro Property, about how to settle your rental disputes without going through VCAT. The VCAT dispute situation, is that any cost any more or less than... No, so there's no additional costs, which is yeah. great. So really what you're paying for is just your application to VCAT. Yeah which I think sits at about $66.30. Okay. Um, agents will potentially charge more because of file preparation and service and um, preparing for for the actual um, dispute resolution. Yeah. So, but and that no, cost is to the landlord? That's to the owner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the tenant, they don't have to pay anything? No, there's no cost to the tenant at all. Apart from if they made an application, then they paid the application cost, which is okay. at $66.30. Yeah, which is... Very minimal. Very yeah. minimal. In the scheme of things. Yeah, considering we're talking legal mm. things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, for instance, if I was to move out of a property today, or sorry, give my notice today, move out in 30 days, I've applied to receive my bond mm-hmm. back from the Residential Tenancy Bond Authority. Yep. I've moved out. The agent has done the condition report discovered that there's a big stain in the carpet, Mm -hmm. there's dog scratches on the door. Not Rex? Not Rex. Okay. No, not Rex. Um, Yeah, it would have been Rex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and it's probably going to cost the whole bond Mm -hmm. to repair it. Mm -hmm. Um, How quickly can it be resolved through... The VCAT dispute that would be that would be rental. No, that wouldn't be rental arrears, would it? That would be purely bond. So that would be a bond application yeah. and potentially compensation. Yeah. So again, first question would be where does the rental provider reside? Yeah. So if they live in Victoria, um, ABC, uh, ABC, <laughs> ACT, um, Northern Territory, overseas, it goes through VCAT. Yeah. Or or the dispute centre. No, so no, solely just, just VCAT. Just VCAT. Yeah. And if they live New South Wales, Queensland, WA, the others, goes through Magistrates Court. Yeah. 
And then, so if, say, it's a Vic landlord, yeah, uh, the VCAT will then allocate and review it and then decide whether or not it's applicable to go through the dispute resolution okay. process. If it is, then you'll get notification, but still potentially months and months and months. Yeah. If your owner resides in New South Wales, then you apply and make a, you file your application with the magistrate's court. Yeah. And then that should be heard within roughly 30 days. Yeah. So it's very, very complicated. It's only when I say it out loud like yeah. that that I, there are so many parts to the process. Yeah. But you've got to start with where does the owner live? Or if it's the end of the tenancy, like the example you're giving, yeah. if the tenant has moved to Queensland, yeah. then it goes to magistrate's court. Oh, wow. Because yeah. it's an interstate party. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they, everything happened in, in Victoria. Victoria. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. Mm. He wants to be a property manager. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we need some. <laughs> love it. I do love it. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Um, is there any, Okay. We've pretty much covered everything else, but is there anything else our listeners should need to know about the processes? Uh, look, I think it's really important to understand that it is still complicated mm. and there is still substantial delays. Yes. So there's no point in, you know, if I was from an owner's point of view, emailing your property manager every week saying, do we have a hearing, do we have a hearing, do yeah. we have a hearing? Because it doesn't work. And, in fact, it's a bit like being the pesky person, you would find that you'd go further down the list yeah. through the BCAT system. Mm. And they're scheduling hearings, um, you know, potentially six, eight weeks in advance. Mm. Um, there is a really big push to remind property managers for any disputes that have been resolved to make sure property managers or even the private landlords get onto VCAT and make sure those applications... Talk about that like when, when you were going through that. Because, you know, they're... If you can resolve it yeah. while it is in the process, just do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it just takes a weight off people's shoulders. Mm. Um, you know, it's no different when you've got a pending court case or you've got somebody in arrears. Yeah. It, it creates a level of angst. So yeah. if you can resolve it, then do it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, people don't always want to, like I said before, don't want to have that commercial mindset to do yeah. it. So you just have to then... Yeah. You're in the system and you have to wait. Yes, you just got to take that step back, don't you, and go, okay, what's it going to do to my relationships yeah. if I keep talking about this? Mm -hmm. And what's it going to do to my finances mm. if it keeps, you know, if it is a, for a deposit for a house or, or, you know, to help that deposit for a house, could you get that little personal loan, you know? Yeah, potentially. To, yeah. to you know, carry you through while you're waiting for that money to come through, yeah. hoping it will all come through. And also the mental health aspect of mm. it. You have to just, again, I know it's hard, but you have to just put it aside and say oh, that will be resolved. I, I can't control the situation, yeah. so I have to wait and let's focus on all the other good things. Yeah. Sound advice. Thank you so much for your expert advice. I know if I had my bond sitting around in the Residential Bonds Authority doing nothing, I'd be happy to choose any alternative. Leah, if Real Estate Right listeners want to get in contact with you to lease a property or talk to you about their investments, how can they contact you? Uh, probably best just to jump on the Metro website, which is metropm.com.au. Beautiful. And I can help and assist with anything that Great. you have. I've seen your billboards around the place. Yeah, there's been a couple sexy. of big ones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, it's amazing how many people have driven past and I get these random photos like, look what I just saw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's good. Yeah, it's good. And they're really prominent, especially on the M1. Yes, (laughs) they have been. (laughs) Which is great. And it's good to see um, a leader in property management, you know, showing that it's an important part of, of the real estate process, isn't it? Yeah, and I would have hoped after everything that happened through COVID and you know the last two years that people have a greater understanding and maybe greater respect for the role that a property manager does because mm. it is thankless, as you mentioned. It is it, it, it does weigh on people's mental health. Mm. Um, they are always trying to find the best solution for all parties. Mm. Um, but I have to say, it's not their fault. No. So, but often they seem to be that punching bag that... Both parties seem to throw, you know, accusations or comments to. They're just trying to facilitate the best outcome for both parties. Yeah, I know. Well, thanks so much, Lee, for coming on. It's been fabulous having you back on Real Estate Right again. Now, next week we have Dean Roller from DIY Granny Flats to talk to us about getting it right with Granny Flats and Studios. With more people working from home, more kids not affording their own home but wanting to wanting their own place, and grandparents needing to be close to the family. Dean will go through some of the regulations you need to know before filling your backyard with a new home, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies, and is written, hosted, and produced by me, Sue Langada, with the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast, Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how-to tip, please contact Lisa on 5977-889 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right.